Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. I wanted to start this week by giving a big shout out to everyone who I got to see at Acaticon. Thank you all so much for making the convention and the weekend absolutely lovely. I also wanted to give a specific special shout out this week to Beth Treadway, who I met briefly at the con and who gave me some absolutely lovely fan art. I could not be more pleased. It makes me so happy to have this physically and I could not appreciate that anymore. So thank you so much, Beth. Aside from that, there's not much else to say, so let's get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Rizzo bested the Bull of the North in a pie-eating contest, as Golden Might of the Dawn and Ariston looked on. Would the Bull be held to the promise of a secret and the removal of a digit? Would she be granted mercy? Would she turn mercy on the circle? And just why exactly did Fry seem so much like Tawia? I do believe that it's only fair that I share a secret with you as well. I will not stop you, but those were not the terms that we had agreed upon. I know, but I feel like it was... uh, You're already losing your finger. I'll make the terms a little bit more even. As I said, I will not stop you. Well, I was just going to say it anyway, so just hang on. Okay, just hang on. Um, I did not mean to interrupt your flow. I... It's fine. I... Just trying to be sentimental here. I'm going to be real with you. I am not truly an old woman, as you can tell by my stomach capacity. You could be a very hale old woman. Mm, but I'm not. I am exalted. And I had put on a disguise because I wasn't sure how you would react to seeing me or my friends Just because we are newcomers and usually people are more sympathetic and opening to older people. And I will tell you, the reason that we are here, the reason I said that we are visiting the temple is because there are three dangerous people coming here with the name of Languishing Diatribe, Ray, and Majin. They are going to, in any way necessary, take the idol from the Temple of War. We are just here to take it first to keep them from getting it because I've seen what they can do and they don't care about the villages or the people that are surrounding it. They want nothing but the idols. They don't care how many people they kill in the process. One of them, I think, actually likes it because she likes the challenge. So to be honest, I think that if we were able to get it first, and this is what we're trying to do, it would keep them from having a monopoly on all of the idols and take down the sun god. I have two questions for you. When you say you are exalted, in what way do you mean? Are you exalted like the scions of the realm? Are you exalted like myself, like the vanguards of the Taiga folk statehood? I'm exalted in a sense like you are. I have been chosen by the sun. Interesting. I do not doubt your capabilities then, but I do have a follow-up question. If I have tried this and I am like you, I have tried to obtain this idol. That is my primary objective. Mm -hmm. Why should you succeed where I am currently trying? Well, I really think it's because I'm not doing it alone. I believe that because you are 
exalted it has gotten you as far as you have gotten but i know that i can't do it alone and alone mm -hmm. i am ten thousand strong it's it's nicer to have another person who might be ten thousand strong and you and and if you have two people who are ten thousand strong no i mean i literally have ten thousand people in an army who are trying to claim the idol but they are not exalted they don't have the power. You could have two people who are exalted do twice as much damage as 10,000 people. You know this. I suppose you know your power. This is Imagine true. Imagine what two of you could do versus that army. You could take them all down. This is fair. And but I know... why should I roll over for you? Why not work with us? If you will give me the idol at the end of it, then I would gladly do that. The only thing is, is it would make it much easier for them to take. Do you take me for a weakling? No. But again, there are three of you fighting one of you. They will not hesitate to take your army down. They will not hesitate to take women and children down. They see one thing and everything that's in its way is just a stepping stone. What if they didn't know that we didn't have the idol? I believe because of the nature of the idol, they would find out. The idol does have certain properties that with the right person looking for it, I think that it would just draw them right to it. We were able to get as far as we were here because of our spell that we put on the other idol, so they could probably be more successful than we are and do something similar to using magic. Allow me to put this bluntly. There is one thing that I care about, and that is putting the ice walkers where they belong, and that means crushing the tiger folk. I need the idol to accomplish that. You seem possessed of a sense of altruism, which I am not. The hand of fate guides me, and I will not swerve. How is it that you know from your experiences and not your families, not those who were before you, but how do you know that you need to crush the taiga folk? And I want your wholehearted answer from your experiences. Roll charisma plus presence. Yes. Three successes. Did you not hear when I said that they had slaughtered my people? I have seen them attack us. They have attacked us for generations. Is this not because you also attack their people? Is this just a never-ending circle until one annihilates the other? Let me tell you something about life in the North. Life here is conflict. In a couple of weeks, ice will set in and blanket the area. Even now... In these scant few weeks of summer, it is frigid. In the northernmost reaches of the Icewalker territory, snow is never not on the ground. Life here is conflict. It is strife. You conquer nature. You conquer the animals. You conquer your foes or you are conquered yourself. I personally do not care why this conflict started. They have done damage to me personally, and if they are left to their own devices, they will do damage to us Again, it is as simple as making good on what life here means. Whoever wins in the conflict has the right to live. Not caring about why it started doesn't mean that what you're doing is right. So at this, uh, Goldie jumps up 
and goes, oh my gosh, this totally reminds me of a story that we used to hear all the time at the orphanage. Um, And from the inside of her button over sweater, she actually pulls out a screen that is functionally a puppeteer's screen and she sticks it quickly into the ground where she then rummages onto the inside of her pocket and pulls out a few of her little trinkets that were previously bouncing around the room when she had earlier launched herself onto her bed back at the cabin and a lot of them kind of pop out into little figures um, and doing her best to keep her voice animated and light the area fills with a warmth that is different than that of the fire it is something that is what the party is used to of being Godwin's warmth or sadness when he plays a strong song. And it is that of Goldie doing her best to show in a story with the sheer force of her presence that constantly attacking these other people is just ultimately going to end up with nothing there for either of them and that anyone who is left standing be it the bull of the north and the ice walkers or the taiga folk will not have much of anything to claim except for the barren lands that have been purged through this act of war Um, She will be using Harmonious Presence Meditation, which grants her three dice um, to social roles, as well as Listener Swaying Argument, which is going to help her do an instill action as she is attempting to instill that functionally an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. And she will receive one non-charm bonus die for every two points that the Bull of the North boasts her resolve. Uh, no matter what she's using to do so. First of all, take a two-dot stunt, so that's an automatic success and two extra dice, and then add two more non-charm bonus dice to your pool because she is bolstering her resolve with a defining intimacy. I'm going to use two moats just to... Boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beef it, beef it, beef it. Okay. Tiny hands and lots of dice. So Goldie might be just a little bit extra because I have 2, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Ow! She pauses for a moment. I appreciate your point. Certainly, if they are crushed, I would not feel the same sense of drive or purpose that I feel right now. But I believe that I should be able to replace that with something. Though we may not know why initially this conflict started. I do not know why the mammoths began migrating across the taiga. I do not know why the sun started to rise. I do not know why the tides began to flow. I need to know those things to know what I must do. You make a fair point, but I will not be deterred from my destiny. You, if I may say, you maybe think of your people, how they'll suffer. I know that you're strong and you have numbers, but if you keep everyone out, that's not the same. You're culture who you care about will suffer in my we have lived this way for hundreds of years and it has done us no problem do not insult my people again if it doesn't i'm not insulting your people but you're you're being ridiculous you can't kill everyone and expect to survive it doesn't work in nature and it shouldn't work here it has done me no problem yet you are losing a lot of people due to a 
needless and unnecessary war that is causing way too many casualties than it's doing any good on either side. You both are living in pain. Both sides are losing family members for no cause. A cause that you don't even remember or know about because it was beyond your time. Why don't you be the leader that makes the change and is bigger than just being a powerful person? That could be your destiny instead of whatever it is that is your destiny that is making you maybe kill them all. I did make a change. I stopped losing. It has been a pleasure to speak with you. If you would like to see the removal of my finger, you may stay. Otherwise, I would prefer that you leave me to think on this. Well, I don't think there could be any harm in one last drink. Goldie just kind of sighs and steadily rolls her puppeteer screen back into her sleeve and picks up her little puppeteering knickknacks. Cheers to good times and good thoughts. Excuse me, I'd rather not watch this. And uh, she uh, motions for Fry to bring them over a shot of alky hull alcohol and proposes to cheer or um take a shot with the bull so fry brings over the two cups sets them down and then pulls out a small but very very sharp knife the bull puts down her left hand and splays it out as she grabs her drink looks you in the eye and says it was interesting to talk to you, but if you try to interfere with this further, I have made my position clear. And you know my story as well, so no hard feelings. You know what I need to do. And as the two glasses clink together, there is also the thudding sound of a chop as the finger comes loose. BT Dub's rookie move, taking a blood thinner before chopping off your finger. Sometimes it uh, eases the pain. You know what they, what they say. Whiskey up. So we cut to the tent where you all are being um, set to rest for the evening. And Fry actually has since come and helped set you up. And as you're being shown about the space, they sigh. And the bearing of this large muscular man seems to fade away from them as they turn back into their more lithe, slender, typical self. And Tawia stands before you, their eyes red and bright i wasn't expecting to see you guys again so soon or for that conversation to go so strangely i'm really sorry about that definitely the whole finger thing and the yelling the bull's got a, a, a temper i guess we've been trying to work on that but it's not going anywhere it's not your fault uh, it kind of is um we'll get to that goldie just kind of stares oh hi i'm <laughs> talia yeah her mouth opens a little bit and then closes, and she looks to Rizzo, and you would kind of think that after seeing Rizzo transform into an old woman, she would be not at all phased, but she just kind of closes her mouth, and is like, well, gold's in my death at dawn. Hi, so I see that you're traveling with them now. It looks like Godwin's gone, too. He's S doing his own thing. That's understandable. He seems like he needs time. But if you're with them, you must be of some renown. N no, just, just... Some some no. skill, I mean. I can do a puppeteer show. Okay, that's interesting. Well, my name's Tawia. I'm a chosen of battles. I come from Yushan, or as some people might know it, Heaven. It's a pleasure to meet you. I hope you liked my cooking. You might have trouble remembering me later, but if you can try to just hold on to the memory of that food, I'd really appreciate that. It's good oh. seeing you again, Tawia. It's good to see you too. Your face 
it's good to see a face of famili- familiarity. Familiarity? Famili- a, familiar a familiar face? face? And a nice one at that. Yeah, I try. Sorry I couldn't really do more in that situation, you know? I wouldn't want you to, to blow your cover or anything, so thank you for not intervening. Yeah, of course. Um, Any suggestions? I know you know the situation and everything, but really trying to do something different, but we're hitting a roadblock. Yeah, it's kind of where I'm stuck too. I, I've been doing work up here, obviously. Just found out about the idol thing recently, or I obviously would have told you all. But I've been trying to advise the bull for a while. Once we found out who she was, we saw an opportunity. Um, like we saw with you. Talking to her was my first real assignment. Not first assignment at all, but with the gold faction. Uh, we've made this clear a little bit, but me and Adventure and Cass and Fowley, we think that you guys, the Solar Exalted? Sorry, Golden Might of the Dawn, I don't know if you're completely up to speed, but judging by what you saw in that conversation, you're at least familiar with some of the broad strokes. I'll get notes from Rizzo later. I hope. Probably. Anything you need, you can ask me. Or me. Uh, I'm also included, by the way. Ariston actually might be better to ask because uh, I tend to zone out sometimes. Not all the time. Usually not in important times, but... We could tag team it. Yeah. Good right. idea. Okay. We, we can sit down for tea or something and you guys can brief me. I, I just meant on the whole Solar Exalted thing, really, oh. uh, that I was asking you about Golden Mind of the Dawn, but, you know, you saw yeah, the Bulls no. cast mark and stuff, so. No, like that, I'm, like, I'm all on, except apparently we can talk to ghosts now and nobody told me, and gods. We can talk to any, everyone. We can ask the anyway. god to go. Well, people who know how can. People who speak Old Realm and those who have developed their senses, yes. I have to learn Old Realm? I know three languages and not a single one is Old Realm. Yeah, well, sometimes them's the breaks. <sighs> she kind of sighs and flops herself onto the ground as mercy and believing and loving kind of crawl out of her sweater and cuddle around her. But like I was saying, we believe in you. We believe that with a steady hand... We might be able to help repeat the mistakes of the past. That's not popular where we come from. Uh, a lot of my colleagues think that it would be better if we snuffed you out. Oh, okay. I, hmm, been thinking a lot about what's going on here and possibly what could go on with that. But in the sea, when a certain strain of something is wiped out, it's left with the sort of uniform batch. One sickness gets in, and it's gone. Same thing happens with people, I suppose. I don't know why everyone operates in this idea that they can hold this position in power and not suffer, not get a sickness or an infection. Oh, believe me, we are well aware of the sickness and infection. So are my superiors. Maybe I'm talking more about the bull. I thought that the land would be different, but I keep seeing people like just like my father, like his advisors. I don't know what to do about it. I feel like everywhere I turn, no one listens. Yeah, um... Let me get to the bull. Some things I say might make a little bit more sense. Um, when we noticed the bull initially, my people saw an opportunity and we took hold of it. An opportunity to find someone, one of the first of the returning solars, and make something with them. Try to really guide them and shape them. And I was one of the only chosen of battles who was free. And 
suffice it to say that there's a lot of battles in the bull's future and in her past as well. I tried to teach her about who she was and about what she could be. I, to put it shortly, I messed up. I, I didn't do that very well. I might have oversold some of the grandeur and undersold some of the necessary humility. She wasn't a humble person before she was granted this power. And that and my teachings haven't exactly helped. Um, I'm the Hand of Destiny that she was talking about before. Is there any way you can give her a new path? A new purpose? No. Could you un-teach her? I wish, but no. Oh. She is stubborn like a bull. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Okay, that wasn't a joke, but I'll take it. Oh. She's had her eyes set on this for a long time. I just gave her a focus and an understanding and a belief that she didn't have before. Unfortunately, I somehow seem to have convinced her or to have led her down the path where she believes that she cannot lose. So she won't stop until she stopped. Something like that, yeah. I'm sorry, are you saying that we have to beat the bull of the north? Because I'm from the south, and even I know that that is a terrible idea and not very likely at all. Not necessarily. That's not exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm at a loss for how to show her how to do better or how to do different or how not to repeat those mistakes. But maybe there's some way that that we can rectify this that doesn't mean having to bring it to that point. You can see that she's a brilliant strategist. She's a great general. Her soldiers respect her. She's just a little brutal and unswerving. What if we went to the taiga folk and... Asked them to make a peace offering. Yeah, because the bull seems super open to peace. I feel like it's a possibility that if she saw an act of kindness from these people that she has only known to be murderous of her own kind, then maybe she would see that there are two sides to this story, that maybe they are only doing what they need to to have her not already have taken over their village and their people. If she saw them as weak, then maybe she wouldn't have hesitated as much as she has now. Oh my gosh, Rizzo, you're a genius! We just need to have them have a snowball fight! Oh, um, let me say... On a large scale? They were allied before, don't forget that. They came together over the Tepet issue. And as soon as that was done, it was over. There was a peace offering made there. But as soon as that purpose disappeared, so did the peace. So they only work together if they have a common enemy. Well, I mean, they've only worked together once before, and that was the circumstance, so I guess so, yeah. Okay, so we can either be the common enemy, and Goldie, like, lifts up her thumb to list that as a possibility. She then extends her enix finger. Or we could have them do a snowball fight. Because snowball fights are a great way of making friends. So, for all we know, it's a great way of turning enemies into friends. Maybe, but... I don't know if she'd... I mean, we were strangers and we had our snowball fight. Or you did. I don't think I participated. But I think the bull just has forgotten how to see them as human. Note the snowball fight. Um, she didn't forget. She never did. Youch! That certainly makes it worse. You're saying that she doesn't care if a child... You saw the pyramids of heads. I thought you didn't like kids anyways. I don't, but that doesn't mean I want to see them killed. This conflict is long and deep and ugly. And stupid. No one's saying that. I feel 
like I have I, I try I try and tell what I've been through for to get people to understand and they don't listen. I try and hide what I've been through to get people to understand and they don't listen. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but she still has her home. I don't. I don't have anything. I don't have family. I don't have anything to fight for. And I'm still... Why do people turn out like this? I don't get it. To be honest, she's a very stubborn person. I don't think that... Obviously, there's nothing any of us could have said. Gold Goldie's puppet show was amazing. I've Aww. never seen any entertainment like it. And she still didn't care about it. It didn't work. It was a very good puppet show. Despite being yeah. as successful as it was with us, it reminded me of how we are fighting for the right thing but i just think she's so deep rootedly stubborn that it's gonna take a really big action to do it i don't think it's anything that you've had to say also wouldn't go so far as to say that it did nothing i saw something change really yeah something in her eyes changed it left an impact but this enmity that she has toward the ice walkers is deep and yeah the conflict might be stupid but it's also all these people know. They've never lived a life where they weren't fighting. They don't know what it's like to live in a world where you don't have a clear and hated enemy in front of you. Just because they don't remember why it started doesn't mean that the battle's not very real to them and that the people that they lost in that aren't very real to them. They still lost brothers and sisters and cousins and friends and lovers and... That has a way of making people angry in a way that they don't want to forget. To be quite honest, when it comes to war, I feel like there are a lot more people who want it to end, to lose, and to deter or stop from losing future people than to dwell on why they've lost people in the past. Okay, so Goldie now extends her middle finger, not flipping anybody off, but because her thumb is already extended. And Yes, yep, because she's counting. She goes, okay, we could also bring all the ghosts and like i hate ghosts and you can actually tell like goldie's hand is shaking a little bit and she is pulling loving very close to her but if we bring their dead ones back then like maybe things will be okay because their loved ones will be back and then it'll be like they're not dead maybe i don't really know how ghosts work i just know they're terrifying how much have you guys heard about the lover we've heard about people serving the lover but not much about the lover themselves okay and now goldie go ahead and roll intelligence plus lore Show mama the money. five successes so since you've been up here in the north and learning about the people you have picked up on the fact that there is a figure known as the lover um you think that the full name or title of the lover might be the lover clad in the rhymant of tears but you're not completely certain um, but you've been hearing talk about them in relationship to ghosts and to terrible things happening in the Shadowlands. Never directly, always through a proxy, but they make sure to spread the lover's name. Okay, so Goldie takes Mercy up onto her head and kind of pulls her paws onto Goldie's shoulders at the name of the lover, and then it burrows herself into the cub form of loving because she does not love the lover whoever they may be because goldie is terrified of ghosts so remember how back in jiao Wei we asked you when you talked to seven symphonious chords to see if you could get any information about uh, death lords yes so we're not a hundred percent sure but we think that 
some of the people who have ties to the lover are people like Seven Symphonious Chords. So, oh. if you want to entreat with the ghosts, that means having to entreat with them. Well, I don't think that will end well for us. I mean, he caused the most damage to each one of us when we dealt with him. Assuming that they would actually be willing to talk or resolve anything. I don't think it would hurt to try. But also, with the idol being a locational object and the fact that it has the powers of, you know, influences, it has the influences of its power on the region, should we just go for the idol and see if things become better. I mean, it is the idol of war. If we take the idol from the situation, would tensions ease? So Goldie extends her fourth finger. Okay. Uh, also, we can just make a mad dash for the idol. So we, we have options. And she looks to Talia. That also means fighting the bull. Yeah, no, I... I know that, and I'm not really looking forward to fighting the bull, but if it comes down to it, I mean, you gotta do what you I thought they were our friends. I guess that goes back to being the common enemy that they joined together for. There we go. We could unite them by causing them to try and kill us. I say that be plan C. There is a zone near the idol. They've each set their selves up there, but there's a mutual understanding that they won't take action just yet. Great. So we just take action for... Each side is maneuvering and getting ready, but there's an understanding that they're going to wait. If you step in there, you break that understanding, and you court enemies from all sides. Can we play ignorance of the law? Ignorance is no excuse. For breaking the law, yes. So no, probably not. What if we just had Goldie just batter lush like I did? They'll still kill you. It's like in Kirigast. Even if you're not from there, if you're there without a weapon, it's your own fault that you're taken for a slave. Yeah. What? An act of war is an act of war, and Kirigast is a brutal place where slavers run rampant. Um, I'm just going to throw a suggestion out there. Maybe we talk to the ghost people first and the lover. See, I kind of prefer just making everyone our enemy over the ghost, because, like, the more that I thought about it, the more I was like, no, that was a bad idea, and I shouldn't have said anything, because ghosts are the worst. (laughs) What if we just gave you, um, a nice blanket to hold a security, a magical security blanket? Is it actually magical, or are you pulling my leg? Mm, we can we make, can it, make magical. it magical. You can make a magical anti-ghost blanket. And Goldie kind of like mm, raises an eyebrow. It's not an, an anti-ghost blanket, but it's a security blanket. It will give you c- courage. Also, ghosts aren't so bad. I've interacted with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Most of them are just they used hanging to be out. People that yeah. a lot of people loved. So for the first time since you have met Goldie, her smile drops and she glares <laughs> at Ariston. And she has a fierce glare like you would think that she had spent decades on this glare did i strike a nerve i was just saying that they're not that scary okay yeah i don't know but we could get to work on a blanket if it's not an anti-ghost blanket i am plenty fine being courageous by myself um uh, let me look in my uh memory of making things anti-ghost with arison for a second um is there any way that she can make an anti-ghost blanket? You could do any it. Any kind of working? I think that you could theoretically try to do it through a working, yeah. Okay. I would like to do that. Okay. That will take some time. Um, I'm not going to make you go through the whole, like, several week process okay. to make something that's essentially like a minor talisman. Okay. Um, yeah. It would just be, like, an occult plus intelligence role. Okay. But we probably want to resolve this conversation before we get around to okay. doing that. 
you know what, Goldie? I will work on that, and I promise you it, it, it'll work in the sense that you'll feel better than you have without it, and it'll ward off more ghosts than it would if it was just you. I'll help, too. Yes. Ariston is much better at this. Okay. If you want to talk to the lover or the lover's people, that's not necessarily a bad idea. Uh, just be aware that it's dangerous and that... They don't exist within the realm of fate, so I can't tell you anything more about them than I could when we were in Zhao Wei. They just don't work like normal people. Oh, well, we tried working with the normal people and that failed too, so might as well see if they're any more reasonable. Yeah, only way I could think of to deal with the bull would be to show them that they're fallible somehow. To Knock her off her horse? Yeah, bring her some level of shame. I don't know. If you guys learn anything when you go talk to them, let me know. You aren't exactly going to be welcome back in the camp, but maybe we can establish some sort of meeting point to talk. Yeah, I think that if we fall flat on information with the lover's people, I feel like that would be a viable second option. And third being uh, becoming the common enemy. Okay, the last place I heard about their activity, um, and this is also where you heard about from your glip, was the Goatstone Valley. That's probably not a bad place to start. So believing, loving, and mercy at this point are all very large. Like mercy is the size of an average lion that you would find on Earth in the desert. Loving is also normal-sized grizzly bear shape. And believing the mouse is just as big as the two of them. And they are all huddled around Goldie. In fact, Mercy is lying over Goldie. And she has these tears in her eyes. And her lips are all pouty and puffed together. And she's like, a starfall, this is the worst. I'm really sorry, you guys. This is a mess that I made and I'm kind of making you clean it up. But I'm good at cleaning. I'm just terrible with ghosts. I'll make sure to bring you guys some breakfast in the morning before you head out. The Thank bull's you. not going to want to see you. I, I guess on the plus side, you guys are turning out a lot better than the bull. <laughs> Thank you, Talia. I know that you feel bad, but we've all made pretty big mistakes in our journeys, too. I suppose you're on a bit of a higher level. No, not suppose. You are on a higher level than us, but please, you don't have to apologize. We'll do the best we can. You're a lot more powerful than me, and somehow I'm the one that almost still might cause a genocide. I believe in you. Thank you. So Goldie has been fidgeting around in the fur and thinks that now is a good time to show that she has actually been making friendship bracelets despite her fear for Talia and the bull, because despite... The party's differences with the bull being raised in a place where the bull was this great mighty warrior who could take on anything and even defeated part of the wild hunt. Goldie was really in awe of the bull. And even though they'll be standing on opposite sides of the battlefield the next time she faces them, she wants to kind of leave a piece of herself, but more so her beliefs in hopes that the bull will see that much like in Goldie's puppeteer show, you don't have to fight people just because you can't agree with things on them. And for Talia, it is filled with Goldie's heart and encouragement and hopes that she will be able to remember Talia the next time Goldie sees them. Okay. 
So go ahead and add plus two dice to that, and then you're essentially just going to be rolling this as though it were social influence, so you're trying to overcome the bull's resolve of five. I got ten dice for it. Let's go. Two tens. Two tens. Four successes. Dun, dun, dun. Wow, these are really nice. Thank you. I'll, I'll be sure to give it to the bull. Yours is really lovely. I already feel a little bit more at peace, but... I'll leave you with breakfast in the morning. Thanks, guys. It's good to see you again. You too, Talia. It was nice to meet you, and I hope that I do remember you. I've got a good memory for people. I hope you remember me too. It's not a memory thing, though. It's a force of spirit. Though you seem like you've got a pretty strong will, too, so... Talia turns around and exits the tent. If Rizzo wants to make that... Blanket! Charm blanket. Yeah, me and Ariston gonna work on it. Go ahead and just make an occult plus intelligence roll. Difficulty three. Eight successes. Monster. So, this is a very, very good blanket that you guys have made. It has a very strong word against ghosts, and I'm going to say mechanically for the time being, it means that for all intents and purposes, Golden Might of the Dawn cannot be surprised by ghosts. Can we... Describe what the blanket looks like? Yes, please. All right. So Ariston and Rizzo both took a side. Rizzo took the top half of the blanket and Ariston took the bottom half so that they can both do their design interests. And Ariston made a scene of a pod of dolphins playing. And then there's a few little little mer people around as well. They're just all kind of hanging out. And it's like a lot of colors of blues and greens that he normally does but all the mer people look different ariston has decided to go against the kind of very like similar look that the mer people strive to achieve and he makes everyone kind of look like his friends so there's one that looks like goldie there's one that looks like rizzo and then there's even a little tiny one that looks like godwin rizzo's uh top half of the blanket is actually a rough, rough, rough depiction of her is it believing mercy and loving in their smaller form with like a purple background that's like the same color that Rizzo wears. And she put a few armholes in it before they gave it to her just so that way she can uh, still use her hands while holding it so it doesn't fall off of her. Oh my gosh, I love it. She takes it into her arms and holds it and then wraps an arm around each of you as well. You know, Arston, you had me worried for a second, but once I saw you, I knew we were going to be great friends because our dresses are the same length. Arston's <laughs> <laughs> face is just like half like what and half like, oh, why bother? That's exactly what it is. Why bother? <laughs> but it's like, the good, the what is like a good what, like what? Thank you, Goldie. I appreciate that sentence a lot. <laughs> so we're going to cut now as you have this warm moment over the blanket and we pan over it and then we pan up as the light changes into a sort of cooler light over the blanket. It's a misty and cold morning as you are descending into the Goatstone Valley. We see the camera move slowly over several crumbling stone structures 
the architecture here is very different than what you've seen amongst the taiga folk or the tent work of the ice walkers and goldie begins to feel um a unique and undeniable shiver as someone steps out from around one of these broken up stone domiciles if i could get a quick perception plus awareness roll from everyone okay uh goldie has a whopping uh eight dice for this and also at the chill and suspicion her cast mark is gonna flare up okay because goldie does not like ghosts her minor intimacy is ghosts no thank you and I got a whopping one success. Yeah. I was on fire at the start of the night, and now I am just... Ariston has eight from that pool, but he's going to be activating sensory acuity, prana, and using five motes from personal. Five successes. <laughs> five successes. Okay. So this figure that emerges from behind the crumbling wall is a thin man, wiry. He has greasy black hair and sunken eyes, and he has vibrant paints slathered across his body. He wears van braces and a sort of half shirt that is armored, as well as some lightly armored padding around his legs, but... A lot of his skin is exposed and covered in these paints. And Rizzo and Ariston can see that in some places along the lines that the paint is tracing, in its blues and oranges and reds, there seems to be something strange and sunken in in his skin. Like, somehow these are blocking different portions of his body, and he doesn't quite fit together right. And as he steps out, he looks to all of you, combing his hair back with his hands and says, If you're here to deal with the ghosts, you can go along now. Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Faye's? So you dedicate an individual building just for the consumption of teas? This is interesting. It's more meant like a social thing, so like it's not just we're here for tea, but we're here to talk and to be friendly and to have it's like a snowball fight, but over tea. No 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 fighting. Yes, I'm familiar with the idea of a sort of communal bonding space. The longhouses of the Taiga folk are similar and we also establish communal space within our communities of the ice walkers. Certainly we are not able to establish them as firm physical residences as we are nomadic peoples but the taiga folk their longhouses are general purpose do you have a favorite kind of tea frankly i have not experimented widely with teas and maybe this is your day to do that they got a, a great selection here i mean we we live in a, a bowl so like a, a b-o-w-l so it, it yes makes... i saw the city when i came to it right and it, it gives us the opportunity to kind of build up from the ground so we don't have the same issues of having to leave our stuff so things must stay where they are uh, right what does this have to do with me sampling teas oh no just you were saying that you don't really have things like where you're from 
I was just uh, speaking to that, but yes, we are nomads. We've had time to develop the teas over over time. I read your menu. Most of these are imported. So I recommend an iced <laughs> tea, actually, because Jawe is really hot compared to the north. And we have some really great fruity ones. Like this one over here has these things called kiwi in them. And I haven't like seen a kiwi, but I've heard that it is a fuzzy green fruit. It's supposed to be pretty good. It's very sweet. That also, sounds poisonous. It's also a bird. Mm-hmm. Why would you want a bird in your tea? It doesn't go in well, the tea, it's just a bird. I was just Have saying a, broth? a fun fact. Oh, you I've know what? One. That's a good point. But I don't think that I would want to just drink broth unless there was something else in it. No, not even when you are sick? No, I hate tea when I am sick. Not tea, broth. Well, I don't like broth when I'm sick either. What do you, what do you, like, when what do you like when you're sick? Cheese. Believing will bring it to me. I like cheese. That would only make you more congested. Not if there's fruits and nuts in it. Why would you? Why would you want fruits and nuts in your cheese? cheese. Because it's delicious. That is also very heavy to be eating while you're sick. Well, what do you like when you're sick? Just broth? Predominantly, yes. It's easy to make. You just need some bones, some hot water. Goes down easy. Well, it's been a while since I've been sick, to be honest with you. I mean, certainly same. The bull has a good immune system. Even with your finger missing? Yes. I would have thought that it would have gotten infected or something. How many times have you been stabbed since you changed? I didn't realize I was supposed to keep count. Um, My point being, you realize that we do not get infected, correct? See, I just thought that because I was more active and I was eating all of this other stuff that I wasn't eating before, that my immune system had improved. But I guess it would make sense that it's because I'm exalted now. Yes. Sometimes Qui-Gon will pretend he's sick. I know he's not, but he doesn't to get extra attention. That's why I play along, because I think it's cute. And I will bring him broth and cheese. I suppose for a dog who is play-acting, that is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't let anyone take care of me when I'm sick. I don't like it. Well. Congratulations. Are you sure you don't like a little pampering time? No. No, I'm it's uncomfortable. My you? job was taking care of sick people. I don't like to be taken care of. You don't like, you know, asking for someone for, you know, a glass of water and they bring it to you and they go, No. Oh, are you no. feeling okay? No. Do you you don't need a glass of water brought to you in the ocean, Rizzo. You're that, surrounded I was talking by water. about it now times. Is that an impression of Hoth you were just doing? No. Good. That was just me, like, Oh, did you want me to take care of you? Do you need something? I'm already physically and mentally uncomfortable just by that. Oh, you're viewing. No. No. Okay. Stop it. That's fine. I thought that that was very soothing. He likes it. Mm. Yes, I do too. It was very soothing. It does does things. Yes. Mm. It's, uh, you know, babies like that kind of talk. I'm a grown man. You know, but... it has a property of, you know, having some kind of emotional effect. And if you're not feeling good, you know, you just get to ask a couple of questions. You know, my father, like, was, <laughs> my mother didn't talk to me like that. My father certainly never did. He was a bad guy. I didn't get any of that. That's why I got uncomfortable. Next time you don't feel good, like maybe your back hurts or your hand hurts. See what happens. To see how it feels. Let me do it just for a little bit. To see what happens. I'm afraid. It's not going to be forever. Okay. Maybe. You don't have to be scared. I'll hold your hand. Unless there's ghosts. In which case, you're on your own. Do you have ghosts in the north? Everyone has ghosts everywhere. Yes, we we do. There are many ghosts. Cool. I bet you, they're, they're, I bet you they are cool. Wink north. Oh. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> she gets it. Don't, don't encourage that. That was... You said it was a good you joke. said wink north and then explain why it was funny. I just need to make sure that this half of the table could see 
could, you know, know that I winked because I only used one eye and it wasn't the side that they were on, you know? Yeah. And Ariston, you keep saying that you don't understand puns. So really, I think that you should thank Rizzo for explaining to you that that's what was happening. Would you like me to explain <laughs> another one? No, I don't care for puns. Thank you. 185 cows walking to a bar. Bartender says, sorry. I hate this style of joke. We don't serve any cows here and the cows go, darn it. I hate it too. I thought I, I thought I spotted a good bar, and then they walked out. Do cows, <laughs> do cows have spots? Yes, they do. Not where I'm from. They are mostly woolly. Oh no! Our- so you're just, you're just a goddamn liar. Big, big blotch spots. I made that one up on the spot. Big it was improv. Okay. Makes them sound sick. Can I try one? Yeah. All right. Let me see. Let me Same see. format. It's also cows. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, don't say utter bar though, because that one's been taken. Uh, 185. Cows walk into a bar, and the bartender <gasps> says, "Sorry, we don't serve cows here." Also, I hate you. And and the cows are like, "What's the beef, man?" I got an- <laughs> that was a good one. I got this one's for you. This one's for you. Okay, one hundred eighty five cows walk into a bar. Bartender says, "Sorry, we don't serve cows here." And then the cows go, "You know what? That's bull." <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? And Coldy kind of hits Bull on the shoulder lightly because you're a bull. (laughs) That's bull because it's a bad word. (laughs) It is half of a bad word. And if you're referring to me, I would argue that it is actually a very good word. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. It means so much to me. And if you'd like to get in contact with the show... You can feel free to do that on Gmail at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr and Google Plus at swallowsofthesouth. Also, a reminder that our theme music is new by Elvis Herod, and I'll see you next Tuesday.